today, inflation drifts lower for now, but... Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Welcome to this post covering finance and property news. Well, the CPI data that came out today was meaningless in terms of guiding a rate cut decision. So today I'll explain why this is the case as we go over the numbers. And it's worth noting that alongside the main release, there was a second report on revised weights, which were applied. The CPI weights are updated each year to ensure that the weights used in the CPI basket reflect contemporary household spending patterns. Previously, the weights have been updated each December quarter, but starting from 2024, CPI weights will be updated in March quarters for the quarterly CPI and selected living cost indices, and in January for the monthly CPI indicator. Now, one thing to note when comparing the weights between 2023 and 2024 is that the weights are relative. The weight of a component of the CPI depends on how expenditure on that component compares to total expenditure rather than the absolute change in expenditure. This is particularly notable for the 2024 reweight, with the large increase in the expenditure share for the recreation and culture group due predominantly to the increase in weight for international holiday travel. Now, the ABS said the monthly indicator for January which was based on revised weights and the index. And we should also, by the way, be highlighting that the first month of the quarter data is at best partial, as while it does provide us with an update on household durable goods, the services data apart from garments, repairs, hire and maintenance, and repairs to dwellings means that it is not complete. Or in other words, the number wangers are at it again when you take reweights and partial into account, despite the rather triumphant tones of some of the media about the prospect of rate cuts ahead. While the RBA still considers the quarterly CPI as the best gauge for inflationary pressures, it's true to say that the new monthly indicator would be factored into the central bank's interrate decision where it to deliver an unexpected outcome. Anyway, the result was a 3.4% rise over the year, which was below economists' expectations, which they'd set at 3.5%. 3.4% in the year to January is in line with the outcome recorded in December to remain the equal softest print for monthly inflation estimates since November 2021. When excluding volatile items from the monthly CPI indicator, the annual rise in January was 4.1% down from 4.2% in December, and the annual inflation, when excluding volatile items, has been declining since the peak of 7.2% in December 2022, and the trimmed core inflation also fell to 3.8% in the year to January, compared with 4% prior. Now, the most significant price rises were housing, up 4.6%, food and non-alcoholic beverages, up 4.4%, alcohol and tobacco up 6.7%, and insurance and financial services up a massive 8.2%. Housing, which comprises nearly one quarter of the CPI basket, does continue to drive overall inflation. New dwelling prices increased 4.8% in the year to January, down from 5.1% to December. Price increases continue to trend down and have moderated when compared to levels seen in 2022, suggesting improved material availability and weak new demand. 
but rental prices rose 7.4% in the year to January, matching the annual growth rate seen in December. Rental prices continue to climb, reflecting high demand for rental homes and tight rental markets. That said, the weight for the housing group fell 0.5 percentage points due to a decrease in the weight for new dwellings purchased by owner-occupiers, and there were fewer dwelling commencements in 2023 as economic uncertainty and high interest rates led to reduced new dwelling construction, as reflected in lower building approvals and new loan commitments for construction and the purchase of new dwellings. So, because mortgage costs are not included in inflation calculus, they reduce the weighting, highlighting again the deficiency in the overall CPI methodology. But the weight of rents increased 0.28 percentage points as vacancy rates remained at historic lows, which saw rental prices increase by 7.3% in the 12 months to December 2023 quarter, more than the overall CPI increase of 4.4%. Changes in the housing group weights differed, by the way, across the capital cities. Electricity costs increased 0.8% in the year to January 2024, up from 0.4% in December. But gas prices declined 1.4% in the year to January 24, down from an 8.5% increase in December. The yearly movement was influenced by base effects, with a substantial monthly price increase of 8.1% in January 2023, no longer contributing to the annual January 24 figure. However, energy bill relief rebates introduced from July 2023, have moderated the increase in electricity bills, excluding the energy bill relief fund rebates. Electricity prices would have still increased 15.3% in the 12 months to January 2024. And higher electricity prices, which rose 6.9% in the 12 months to December 23, led to an increase in the weight for electricity up 0.14 percentage points. Food and non-hackered beverage prices rose 4.4% in the 12 months to January, up from a rise of 4% in December. The main contributors were meals out and takeaway foods up 5.7%, other food products up 6.9%, and bread and cereal products up 7.4%. On the other hand, meat and seafood fell 2% in the 12 months of January. The weight for the transport group increased by 4.3 percentage points due to an increase in the weight for motor vehicles up 0.21 percentage points. A record number of vehicles were purchased in 2023 and with prices remaining elevated, expenditure increased. The weight for automotive fuel was up 0.12 percentage points and that rose because petrol prices remained high over 2023. So overall, automotive fuel prices rose 3.1% in the 12 months to January, down from a rise of 5.3% in December. Automotive fuel prices have recorded four consecutive monthly falls as global oil prices have eased. In monthly terms, automotive fuel prices fell 0.9% in January, followed by a fall of 5.5% in December. Holiday travel and accommodation prices fell 7.1% in the 12 months of January, following a fall of 9.1% in December. Airfare prices came off record levels in late 2022, following a surge in demand in response to the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions. Monthly terms, holiday travel and accommodation prices fell 5.2% in January, following a rise of 15.8% in December. The fall is due to airfares and holiday accommodation prices easing following the higher demand over the peak travel period in December. The weight for the recreation and culture group 
increase 1.71 percentage points because more Australians continue to travel overseas and international airfare prices remain elevated, which resulted in an increase in the weight for international holiday travel and accommodation of 0.92 percentage points. The outbreak of COVID-19 and the shutting of international borders resulted in expenditure falling to near zero for international holiday travel. This saw the weight for international holiday travel in the CPI fall from 3.38 percent in 2019 to 0.08% in 2020 and 2021. With the reopening of borders in late 2021, overseas arrivals and departures data show that the number of people traveling returned to around 90% of pre-COVID-19 levels. The increase in the weight for international holiday travel was largely captured in the partial weight update implemented in the September 23 quarter, but the partial update saw the weight for international holiday travel increase from 1.85% to 2.84%. The weight for domestic holiday travel and accommodation was up 0.82 percentage points, and that rose as holidaying domestically remained popular and prices remained elevated for domestic accommodation and airfares. So standing back, once again, there is loads of noise in these partial numbers, and the impact on the all-important quarterly data is hard to judge. While electricity and holiday travel was softer, durable goods prices did not fall as much, and as those prices are surveyed only in the first month of each quarter, they will drive the quarterly forecast. The more robust durable goods prices offset weaker electricity and holiday travel prices, which are surveyed monthly, so we will have two more months of data for those prices. Now, Remember, the RBA doesn't expect inflation to return to its 2 to 3% target band until December 2025. And there is not enough here, in my view, to lead the RBA one way or the other. Though the door does remain open, possibly for a rate cut towards the end of the year, unless we see a second surge in goods prices due to higher transportation costs or higher wages pushes through to higher goods and services costs. The bottom line is that while the figures here were a little lower than market expectations for inflation to increase to, say, 3.5 or 3.6%, they are unlikely to alter the outlook for monetary policy due to the volatility of the monthly consumer price index. Oh, and by the way, the Aussie dollar dropped a bit, but only after these were out, and then the Reserve Bank of New Zealand held the cash rate there and signalled rate cuts eventually. So even the Aussie dollar move is not really a direct response to these CPI numbers. So this was, in my view, much ado about nothing. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching and I'll see you again next time.